Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. Happy Monday, everyone. I'm Jay Croucher here with the whale capper, Mr. Drew Dinsick, riding high off another couple of NFL victories with seven of eight, uh, <laughs> seven wins in our past eight best bets. So make sure you tune in to those Friday shows. Looking forward to our, our next winner, which will surely include the Seattle Seahawks again. Yeah. That's seven and eight. I feel like 50% of that is the Seattle Seahawks. But how are you, Drew? How, uh, how is your football weekend? A lot of times you get criticism, rightfully so, for endpointing something like this. But I feel like if you take the full season sample, it's been ridiculous. Like the NFL has just broken our way in every possible conceivable fashion, with the exception of the Buffalo Bills losing yesterday. Um, but, you know, that I guess makes things more interesting, at least in terms of sort of the way that the playoffs could break. Uh, the Bills were just a truck and just cruise to. Uh, you know, a 16 and one record and Allen wins MVP. That's not as much fun as trying to figure out what happens next. Um, but uh, overall, it was um, it was a weird Sunday. Uh, a lot of pushes. <laughs> See how many yeah. games closed three landed on three. That was kind of insane. Um, and then uh, ultimately uh, unders uh, ruling the day as well. Um, in general, I feel like, uh, you know, the NFL regular season tries to can you know they try to cater to the fantasy player um and that's not going well for them this year uh this these games have been very very um what's the right word ugly uh they've been you know there's a little bit of a slog it's because of the like we talk about each week it's because of the too high safety thing like there's just no deep passes anymore because everyone is covering that up and so now it's a running game now it's a league that's getting more and more defined by Ken Walker and Damian Pierce and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and Derek Henry. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, there are uglier games, but a good, a good weekend uh, overall. We're going to talk Bills. We're going to talk about those Bills. We're going to talk about the Bears as well before we get into Monday Night Football and then talk about the association. But where, where are you right now with the Bills, who look like a complete <laughs> juggernaut, uh, 10.5-point favorites against the Jets? Market still clearly believes in them, yeah. making them 7.5-point favorites home to the Vikings. So mm-hmm. where are you at with Buffalo? So in the moment, uh, as they're losing that game uh, and you know letting the Jets drive from the four yard line to the you know to their four uh, in what looked to be the game winning touchdown drive, um, I was like, man, this is disappointing. You know, and I'm thinking in my head, well, this is like them losing six nine to the Jaguars last year, right? Like middle of the season, uh, you know, they're they're in 
you know, clear control of destiny, uh, driving the, uh, you know, driving the AFC one seed uh, train. And, you know, they, they hit a bump in the road in a game that they couldn't get up for where they had a bunch of important players hurt. And, uh, you know, this is a nothing burger. Um, even when they got the ball back after holding the Jets to a field goal, I kind of assumed they would just drive the field and win with the touchdown. They got two minutes left. Um, but then, uh, you know, it was not to be, and I kind of shrugged it off like, man, big deal. Like, they'll bounce back. This isn't anything to really react at. A good job by the Jets, I guess, for giving an A-plus effort because um, there wasn't a lot to say they should have been really winning that game from their quality of performance. But um, then you see some of the clips and you hear some of the buzz and some of the concern murmuring about Josh Allen's elbow injury. And this is concerning. So on, on a scale of, we'll say, uh, 1 to 10, uh, in terms of how concerned am I about what's going on with his UCL? It's like an eight right now. I haven't heard any inside information from Bill's camps or from people who are connected to what's going on. But the you know the angles. Once you see enough of the angles of what happened, that looked bad. The fact that he's dealt with the UCL in the past is not you know is somewhat concerning. And the fact that in general, so much of his game comes from his ability to take the top off the defense with that deep ball. Uh, even if you know they they limit him from a snap count perspective. Uh, you know, I don't want his game to be one dimensional with just, you know, short stuff and then what he gets himself on the ground. I think the Buffalo Bills offense is going to have a tough time operating that way, you know, in, you know, in a, particularly as we get into the, uh, the, the windier, cooler months of the year. So um, right now I'm at about an eight out of 10 in concern for my MVP bets for Josh Allen in terms of any kind of enthusiasm that the Bills are going to run away with the one seed in the AFC. So uh, this basically resets the, uh, resets the AFC in my mind. Yeah, I think it's, it's obviously difficult to visually diagnose injuries. I remember when Giannis did his knee against the Hawks in the oh, Eastern Conference yeah. Finals. I, I thought he was dead. I thought there was no chance for that guy. Then he comes back uh, a few games later. I think with Allen, you're right. Like It looked really bad, and it looked bad too because the next throw on yeah. third down, he's short arms and he's in yeah. visible pain after that. He does unload the bomb after that, so we'll see what happens. But it's definitely a concern. And forgetting about the injury, if you look at Josh Allen now how his season looks with this the added context of yesterday i mean he's had like multiple really bad games yesterday he was 18 for 34 no touchdowns two picks the week before against the green bay defense which is not good at all 13 for 25 throws two picks again 218 passing yards he was not great against baltimore although the conditions were tough uh 19 for 36 one touchdown one pick and then the miami game which they lost he needed 63 pass attempts to get the 400 passing yards and really could have been picked off three times in that game and just the, the ball bounced his way. So I think for MVP now, he's in real trouble. I would actually make him now the third favorite for MVP. And I was I thought that a couple of weeks ago, Josh Allen was minus 140 territory for MVP. But these past two weeks have really tanked his stats. Uh, we have a note here from, from our man Johnny V that only two players have won MVP throwing more than 13 picks in a season, which was Peyton in 2009 and Kurt Warner in 2001. And this award is so much about touchdowns to interception ratio. Uh, that's a huge element of this award is efficiency. And Allen right now has eight picks on the season. I think this is just part of his game. Like every year yeah. he's at the top of the league in turnover-worthy plays. Uh, and you're just going to have to take the good with the bad. And if they were running away with the one seed, then he probably could win MVP with 14 picks. But if it's going to be a dogfight, then I think he's in real trouble. And I think Mahomes now is rightfully the MVP favorite, uh, where right now he's on pace for more passing yards than Josh Allen. That gap is only going to grow as it gets colder in Buffalo. 
He's on pace for more passing touchdowns, fewer interceptions. I think the perception is as well that Mahomes has less weapons. Uh, so I would make Mahomes rightfully the favorite. Jalen Hurts, I think, is just kind of the default winner if both of Allen and Mahomes fall off. I think Hurts probably has to go 16-1 and one to win MVP. Or he could win at 15 and two if Mahomes and Allen uh, don't perform well. But yeah, definitely can, some concerns in the MVP market for Allen and for that team. I think that now in the AFC, teams like Miami, Baltimore, the Chargers, if they can get healthy. I mean, a week ago, it looked like the AFC was just going through Buffalo and Kansas City and all those types of teams were drawing dead. Now I think there is at least an opening where there is some viable potential. Like I was looking at the Titans last night at 35 to yeah. one to win the AFC. Like, I don't know. This this conference looks much weaker now. Is there a, a dog in the AFC that you think might be able to mm. to bark? If the Titans had AJ Brown, that would be the yeah. case we would be making. Yeah. The fact that they traded him away now and the rest of this team is performing as well as they are is malpractice, organizational malpractice. Uh, I mean, they they did this to themselves. They elected to take their medicine with the uh, Ryan Tannehill contract this year. Um, I thought it was a good decision in the, in the offseason, but now considering the fact that there really are no good teams in the NFL and the AFC is actually kind of open, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's worth a little bit of scrutiny. Um, I agree 100% with your breakdown. Mahomes ought to be the favorite. But again, like, was anything that you saw with the Kansas City Chiefs last night confirming at all that this team is going to be they were they were 13 point favorites against a, uh, a quarterback that couldn't uh or wasn't willing to or you know couldn't couldn't uh, find an open receiver downfield all night like that was and they, you know, they eke out a three-point overtime win thanks to uh getting what three or four i lost count four tries at the two-point conversion to tie it at 17 17 um peak mike mike rival there just being like it doesn't matter just commit pass interference until they don't call it they're doing it all game i mean i came out of that game with so much more respect for the titans and (laughs) the fact that they were in that and in terms of confirming things about kansas city i mean it confirms that patrick mahomes is probably probably the best quarterback in the nfl because he was absolutely out of his mind even though he didn't have the efficiency uh but just what he was doing with his legs on that last drive was was mvp stuff all right Let's jump to another guy who did a lot of stuff with his legs yesterday in Justin Fields, uh, who now is part of the surprisingly, shockingly fun Chicago Bears, who I think are going to be an overs darling the rest of the way, where that defense can't, seems like now it can't stop anyone after kind of flirting with competence for a while. And now Fields with Darnell Mooney showing signs of life, with Chase Claypool, with a pretty good running back duo, in David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. And more importantly, Justin Fields out there looking like one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL after looking after week two like he was just going to get benched. I mean, what are you expecting from the Bears the rest of the way? I think you characterized it correctly. This is now an overs darling team, uh, and it's because the offense is competent. Um, it is – I like seeing this. Like, I, they, there, is, there are painfully few young, exciting quarterbacks – for whatever reason right now. Um, but Fields being one of them is awesome. Uh, it is very cool to see him, um, you know, come, you know, coming to the table and bringing this type of development and that the Bears investing a little bit uh, in terms of the wide receiver to give him a chance is, is pretty exciting. And I think, um, you know, I had this as the 29th ranked offense after the first four weeks of the season, and I am currently ranking them 12th. That is an enormous wow. leap, um, and it's entirely based on fields. And you know, some of this is because of our own thesis, which is the way that the NFL is moving in terms of 
you know, the type of player you are as at the quarterback position and, you know, the way that you can make, you know, you know make hay in today's NFL, it plays strictly into the strengths of fields. Um, yep. And so, yes, if he's utilizing Cole Komet more, if Mooney is facing, you know, a little bit less coverage because Claypool is out there running routes, if he develops any chemistry with Claypool, like this is a team that can go out and score 30 on any day because of what fields can do with his legs. Um, you know, it's it's exciting to watch. I hope he continues to grow and to, you know, kind of you know becomes sort of the uh, you know the high upside that we see out of him right now. But um, you know, I think Bears fans have to be pretty excited about where they are, considering what we thought of them coming into the season. Yeah, it's a shame they lost because I think had they won, they would be extremely live for the playoffs, and the market probably wouldn't have adjusted properly. I mean, when the price goes back up on points bet, they're probably going to be like. 25 30 to one to make the playoffs which honestly might be a bet because they're only one and a half games out of the last spot and i think the giants uh who right now don't even occupy the last spot they have some fall off potential too but they're probably just too far back in the defense isn't good enough now before we get into Ravens saints remember to download the roto world app to receive breaking player news all season long stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster, get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. 
Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER. Gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call 8778 Hope New York or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine in New York. All right, Ravens Saints. Ravens are two point favorites at New Orleans. The total is forty six. No Mark Andrews in this game. No Rashad Bateman. Obviously, the Saints are still struggling with injuries, particularly to Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, this total has been falling. Uh, what do you like in this game, Drew? I played a little bit of under uh, last week at 47.5. I think 46.5 is fair, so you're basically staring at the correct price right now. A um, couple places down to 46. If this continues to trend down, I might try to shoot for a middle on 47. Uh, we'll see. Um, I, you know, Realistically, uh, the notes that you mentioned about who's available for the uh, offense and the Baltimore Ravens are... Um, are concerning because Mark Andrews matters. Uh, I know that likely might be, as uh, as our friend uh, Daigle mentioned on Friday, might be the best backup tight end in the NFL, and certainly it plays a position that it, he needs to have a, an immediate impact on this game because of the way that Lamar Jackson plays quarterback. So um, definitely we'll be kind of circling Likely's uh, impact and seeing, you know, seeing what we can find from him in terms of production numbers from a player props to the over standpoint. Um, I would expect a completely distributed load in the backfield in terms of running back looks here. So there's no one that's really going to benefit if they attack into a heavy running game. Um, and, uh, you know, I think realistically the Saints are live to get a win here. The Saints, as you mentioned last week uh, on Monday, you were thinking that this is a team that is still very much live for an NFC South title. Um, you know, I mean, a Bucks loss would have gone a long way uh, to making that happen yesterday and they were very close to losing they tried their hardest to lose didn't quite come through um but uh they now have to go face the mighty seahawks in munich germany so best of luck to the tampa bay buccaneers if the saints can get a win they're in the they're in the race i mean the nfc south is horrifically bad somebody's got to win uh why can't us yeah the uh the bucks too afraid to face the mighty seahawks on american turf <laughs> so they've had to go across the Atlantic to Munich, Germany. Uh, yeah, I mean, remember when we talked about that game, Bucks Seahawks, thinking that the yeah. market just wasn't going to respect the Seahawks enough, and uh, the Bucks would be, you know, two and a half, probably three point favorites. We thought about a week ago. Looks like that game is going to be like minus one. So uh, people are probably believing in the Seahawks as they should. Geno Smith right now is, is is better than Tom Brady, I think. You know, it's projecting uh, outwards. I do think the Saints. That was a difficult game to watch between the Bucks and the Rams because I needed both teams to lose, which was always going to be difficult. But uh, <laughs> need, needed the Rams to go down for the benefit of our, our Seahawks division bet, even though yeah. they probably weren't going to be that live anyway. But just good to kind of kill them off, uh, and then the Bucks for the for the Saints bet. But the Seahawks, they're the they're the honey pot. So I was happy enough to see uh, the Bucks eke it out uh, at the end. In terms of this game, 
Ravens, Saints. Uh, it's Saints or pass for me at plus two. I just think that there's a fair bit of downside with these cluster injuries uh, at pass catcher for Baltimore. Uh, and then the, the Baltimore defense has been, I mean, it's been better than last season. It's still a little bit suspect. So I would lean the Saints, but not a huge play there. My favorite bet on the game, shifting to the prop market, is Alvin Kamara over four and a half receptions. The nice. Ravens have been pretty poor at defending running backs in the past game all season. They, they seem to be happy to concede those looks. And uh, Kamara, uh, his past four weeks, I think he's had 28 receptions, so averaging seven receptions a game. And so four and a half, I think, is a little bit light. I think that should probably be five flat. Uh, is there anything else that you like in this game? I love that look. Uh, we didn't even really mention it, but you have a relatively experienced offensive coordinator with New Orleans. He wants to get Kamara the ball anyway. Uh, and what better opportunity than to test how good is the communication between Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen and some of these other linebackers that they're shuffling there? You know, like that is the perfect opportunity to test them. Um, so uh, fantastic. Look, Kamara over receptions is, uh, is a really fun one. Yep. Okay. Before we jump into the association, if you want more betting, DFS, and fantasy advice right before kickoff tonight, tune into our NFL on NBC Sports YouTube channel at 7 p.m. Eastern as Vaughn Dalzell, Lawrence Jackson, Lord Don't Lose, and Kyle Dvorak answer your questions prior to kickoff between the Ravens and the Saints. All right, let's talk some basketball before we close out. And I want to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, who are 9-0 and and ripping through the NBA. It's been them and Cleveland who have really established themselves as right now the regular season juggernauts both have net ratings of over 10. The Bucks are three-point favorites at the Hawks. Some doubt around Giannis, though, expect that he will play, and it was just a maintenance day against the lowly, albeit frisky, Oklahoma City Thunder. The total is 226. What do you like in this game? So I'm going to take a shot here and back the dogs at home. Um, there are still a lot of questions about how good Atlanta really is. Um, Trey Young being questionable is, is, is a little concerning. I would like him to be fully fit. Um, but the, I, you know, Milwaukee is in a tough spot. They have had to travel a ton. They have had to get it done in some very, very difficult disadvantaged spots. Um, they are playing with a little bit of fire here, like trying to stay undefeated. Um, and that tends to wear teams down. Being the last undefeated team is, you know, there's a little bit of a target on your back every time you take the court. Um, the fact that they had to play the OKC game without Giannis uh, and put that much load on all of the supporting cast has me thinking you could see a little bit of a letdown from everybody who's not Giannis out there today. Um, this is just a, you know, it's a little bit more of a complete team than the teams they have faced to this point in the season. A lot of the Milwaukee wins. I mean, you can point to some of the high, uh, some of the good wins, surely, but, uh, you know, of late, beating the likes of the Thunder, the Pistons a couple of times, uh, and uh, you know the Hawks when they were in a bad uh, you know situation back on October 29th. I think there's you know there's a potential that the market uh, has overrated the Bucks a hair, uh, and that this is sort of a little bit of a sell high for them. So, um, are the Bucks going to be the one seed in the East? Probably. Um, this team is going to win a million games. They're going to beat every bad team on their schedule, surely. Um, but you know, and Giannis is never, never quits, uh, guys, you know, he's going to give you hundred percent if he's available every single time he's out there. So, um, you know, expect them to still continue to be a, a tremendous regular season team. You've seen a huge, huge, um, you know, shot in the arm from a healthy Brooke Lopez coming back this season. 
uh, and really kind of getting that defense to, you know, all the, like the Bucks defense was unrecognizable for poorest portions of last season. Uh, and the fact that Lopez is kind of giving you this shot in the arm defensively has been huge for them. So uh, would expect that to continue. But, um, you know, I like the two guard, uh, the dynamic ways that they can attack you offensively for the, uh, you know, for the Hawks here. I like the improvement we've seen from them defensively. Um, and I think they can uh, steal a win and uh, send the Bucks to nine and one. Yep, I like that. I think the Hawks should be pretty clearly favored in that Southeast division now just with against Miami with how many just the wins that they've banked relative to Miami. And I think those teams probably project as basically dead even the rest of the way regular season. Playoffs when all of a sudden you activate uh, Jim, playoff Jimmy Butler, that makes Miami a better playoff team. But I think regular season, this Hawks team is, is kind of, of going under the radar. Uh, so I like the look there. I think with the Bucks, you touched on it, their defense – I mean, right now they have a defense that they have a sub 101 defensive rating. And for context, like Boston's rating was 106.2 last year defensively, and that that led the league. So right now the Bucs have an outlier good defense. And, you know, you touched on it again with Brooke Lopez, who I think is is crazy value for defensive player of the year at 25 to 1 is about the consensus price. I think he should be plus 900. Uh, I think that he is the reason why this defense has gone from 14th in the league last year and very underwhelming, like you said, to now the clear best defense in the league. Obviously, Giannis has plenty to do with that too, but advanced metrics-wise, like, Brooke Lopez has by far the best, like, defensive Raptor in the league. We haven't gotten really a look at the other all-in-one stats yet, like APM, but uh, I just think that Brooke just with what he adds with his rim protection, uh, with also just how spry he looks. This is the best he's looked in three years, having that basically full year off last year, not having a deep playoff run. Uh, I think he's very live for DPOY. And also, I think Giannis will be campaigning for Brook come the end of the season because Giannis is going to have MVP to worry about. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else uh, that you like in the NBA tonight or just in general, any, uh, any inefficiencies? Yeah, so I played the Pacers plus five. We mentioned Hawks plus three. I laid it with the Nuggets minus eight, and I laid it with the Mavericks minus six and a half. Um, there you go. However, uh, the game I'm most interested in watching is Boston-Memphis. Uh, this has the whiffs of your finals preview. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies, I know, aren't popping off the page in terms of net rating or advanced statistics really at all, but the fact that all of their young core has simultaneously taking another step forward is unbelievably cool because this Grizzlies team is fun. The FedEx Forum is an awesome, awesome venue just in terms of watching a basketball game and the energy that that crowd brings. Uh, and yes, I, I mean, if there is one guard candidate for MVP so far this early portion of the season, it's clearly Ja. I think your guy, Bain, uh, very, very likely ought to be the favorite if he's not already for most improved player. And um, we're they're doing all of this with a lean squad. Uh, they're going to get Jaron Jackson Jr. back at some point this season. That's going to be a huge shot in the arm for them. And, you know, I think realistically it's a deep, fun, young team that has all of the whiffs of kind of taking another step forward in their progression. Um, you know, Memphis last year felt a lot like sort of the, the first run through the playoffs that Steph Curry made with the Warriors. And I think realistically, if they kind of, you know, kind of can uh, capture that arc that the Warriors did, improving from year one to year two in terms of playoff uh, success, then this Memphis team is going to be one that you absolutely have to consider in the uh, Western Conference, um, you know, the Western Conference futures market. Um, a lot of my sentiment is also coming from the fact that the rest of the West is not impressing. 
outside of the Suns. It's been very, very, very un, you know bleak uh, in terms of any of these teams really distinguishing themselves. Uh, Suns are going to win plenty of regular season games, but you know still have huge questions about them performing come playoff time. Mavericks and Pels are interesting, uh, certainly, but uh, you know issues in Shirley and with depth on the Mavericks and issues with the Pelicans figuring out how to win in the playoffs in the back of my head. Memphis is the team that I kind of have circled now as uh, one to watch in the Western Conference, and I don't think anyone needs to hear us gush about the Boston Celtics anymore. Like Once Rob Williams comes back, that team's going to be uh, an absolute uh, disaster to handle on a night-in, night-out basis. So uh, Celtics-Grizzlies would be my uh, current expectation for uh, what we may see in the NBA finals, just considering how the, uh, you know, fabric of the season may play out. Yep. I'm with you there. I don't really agree with the Celtics being three and a half point favorites in necessarily. <laughs> That's a little bit odd unless there's some, uh, some injury stuff swirling. I know they were a similar price against Cleveland in Cleveland. Didn't necessarily agree with that either, but I'm completely with you on the Grizzlies. I mean, I'm totally departed from the market on this to an extent where I'm almost doubting myself, but I think the Grizzlies <laughs> should be favorite to win the West. Uh, I yeah. think that Desmond Bain is now on borderline superstar, maybe not superstar, but definitely all-star star level. All-star yeah. would make yeah. him favorite to make the all-star game. I'd say that he's a realistic shot at like third team All-NBA. Like he's increased his scoring by six points per game. Efficiency is incredible. Uh, defense is incredible. He's doubled his assists, his playmaking. Like he is legitimate. And so that team might have, you know, an MVP candidate, first team All NBA guy in Ja Morant, and then two guys in Bain and Jaron Jackson who are also All NBA caliber. Yeah. And then great depth, great coaching. Uh, I don't understand that. The only reason why I haven't completely piled in on the Grizzlies is that, uh, the specter of Kevin Durant looms over the entire NBA. <laughs> I do not think he is going to end the season on the Brooklyn Nets. And there are a lot of teams, I think, that are candidates to get Kevin Durant. Uh, maybe first primarily is the Phoenix Suns, uh, who could trade DeAndre Ayton for Durant after, I think, January 15th. Uh, so that would be a little terrifying. But also... Memphis Grizzlies could trade for Kevin Durant. <laughs> got a lot of assets, so I don't know. That's just the one thing that is hovering over every futures market at the moment in the NBA is that Kevin Durant could very likely be on another team uh, come February, which is um, which would throw a proper spanner in the works. But we'll definitely talk about that uh, as we go. Uh, but for now, uh, we'll wrap up. So don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for those watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us from Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick. We'll see you tomorrow. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets. 
the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com.